0: Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me.
1: Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and his word.
2: Good morning, and welcome to a day of prayer.
0: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day, For your provision, your blessing, mostly just for you, Lord, and your Holy Spirit, who you have freely given us to lead us, to teach us, to guide us in all truth, wisdom, and knowledge. We thank you, and we turn this study over to you, Lord, to have your way, to teach us, to reveal yourself to us, so that we can be more like you, more like Mm -hmm. Jesus. Whatever offenses we've suffered or experienced, Lord, we we forgive. We lay them down at your feet. And we ask for you to forgive us so that we can be without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. And stand holy, righteous, and blameless before you. Not that we can do this of our own. We can only do it through you. So, Lord, we thank you and praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That we can come before you. We can sit at your feet. And learn about you and learn your ways. We thank you and praise you thank in the you. name of Jesus. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Alright, so we're at chapter 1 Samuel chapter 25. Can I get a volunteer to read verses one through seventeen,
3: please? I'll read. Alright, sir. Then Samuel will die and is And the Israelites gathered together and lamented for him and buried him in his home in Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Now there is a man in Meon whose business was in Carmel. And the man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep and a 1,000 goats. And he was shearing shearing his sheep in Carmel. The name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance, but the man was harsh and evil in his doings. He was of the house of Caleb. When David heard in the wilderness that Nabal 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 was shearing his sheep, David sent ten young men, and David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel, to Nabal, and greet him in my name, and thus you shall say to him who lives in prosperity, Peace be to you, peace to your house, and peace to all you have. Now I have heard they have shears. Your shepherds were with us, and we did not hurt them, nor was there anything missing from them, all the while they were in car- Carmel. Sorry. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we have come on a feast today. Please give us whatever comes to your hand, to your servant, to your son David. So when David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal, according to the voice of the name of David, and waited. Then Nabal the said to David's servants and said, "Who was David and who was the son of Jesse?" Therefore, um, there are many servants nowadays who break away, who break away each one from his master. Shall I then take my? Shall I, yes? Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I have killed for my shears, shears, and give it to men whom, when I do not know where they're from. So David's young men turned on their heels and went back, and they came and told him all these words. Then David said to his men, Every man grit his sword. So every man gritted on his sword, and David also gritted on his sword. And about 400 men went with David, and 200 stayed with the supplies. Now all the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he rivaled them. Reviled? Reviled. Mm -hmm. But the men were very good to us, and we were not hurt, nor did we miss anything as long as we accompanied them when we were in the fields. They were a wall to us both by night and day all the time we were all the time we were with them keeping the sheep. Now therefore, no one can say what you do, for harm is to turn against our master and against of his household, for he is such a scoundrel that one cannot speak of him. Speak to mm-hmm.
0: So what questions do you have or what did the Holy Spirit reveal to you in all this? Let's start with you for
2: I found it interesting that the young men had went the young man had went to Abigail and instead of going to Nabal, like as in the master of the house usually it's the man that owns and runs the business, if you will. But he had gone to the woman, the one who wasn't really in charge of anything, and he said, no one consider um, What you will do. Yes. For harm is determined against our master and against all his household. Mm-hmm. I found that very interesting. That he's not even, he wasn't even going to go talk to Nabal himself, for he knew if he had said that, he probably would have done something that wasn't
1: very wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, he said he's such a scoundrel, that one cannot speak to him. So clearly everybody in the household knew who was actually doing the work and managing and running everything, so they knew who they should talk to in order to get righteous things done anyway. I just found that interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what else did you find interesting about it? Explain.
2: Because that she... Okay, backtrack. Almost like in our country, when women weren't supposed to be talking, almost like the children should be seen and not heard. It was almost like that. Back in times, the woman wasn't the one who ran things. She was just to run the house, raise the children, if you will, clean the house. Okay. People's standard vision of woman, which is totally inaccurate. But they went to Abigail. This, the young man, he went to Abigail to get the stuff done.
0: Okay. One of the 400 people, yes.
1: And it was,
2: well, that's later.
1: One of the 400. I think that was, this This is Naval's own household.
0: Right, uh, but his, so. His young man. If, if we back up, it says how, um, let me find the exact verse. I just had it. Oh, yes. Verse 13. About 400 men went with David, and 200 stayed with the supplies. And it was after that time that one of the young men said to Abigail, this is the situation, and lays it out right, explains it.
1: Yes, I think it it was one of their own, because they were with us, and we didn't miss anything. So I think he was of Nabal's household, one of their the household young men told her hey this is this is what's happening it's about to be an issue she was in privilege of the conversation because she was not the head of the household and david's men didn't come and approach her as they shouldn't because she's married she has a covering they mm-hmm. went to the head of the household
0: as they should have
4: mm-hmm.
1: however everybody in the household knew that the head of the household was just a figurehead he wasn't actually the one doing any work what needed to be done, the things that caused the household to prosper and grow, because mm-hmm. he was a scoundrel. And unfortunately, scoundrels can't turn it on and off. Scoundrels are scoundrels. And, um,
0: it goes to the nature and character of the individual. Mm-hmm.
1: The, and my Bible has a, um, like a Little. glossary or whatnot, and it says literally, son of
0: Belial. Can you explain that?
1: No, well, you go ahead, Any
0: the devil in, in the shortest way to explain that it's the devil son of the devil is what it's referring to
1: so he was evil oh. he was wicked he was foolish all of those things so
0: but now let's let's back up a little bit how did you understand i'll uh, say verse three all right as it first explains nabal and his wife right but then it also gives, I'll say, lineage, right? And it says he was of the house of Caleb. What does that mean and say to you?
3: That even I would conclude that even though his elders taught to taught him what was right to do, they still disregarded them and went to do his own way, and he still had a right to teach them.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Who was Caleb?
3: He was one of the two peoples that made, two people that made it inside Israel instead of Deuteronomy. They made it into the
1: promised
5: Yes, but they were the only ones that made it into the promised land. Of that generation.
2: generation.
0: Yes. Exactly.
5: Caleb and Joshua.
0: <laughs> Caleb and Joshua. So a righteous man that sought the Lord. You knew right? how
1: to believe God.
0: Absolutely. But yet here we we have Nabal, who was of that household, so we know what he would have been taught, clearly, right? Yes. However, he chose to rebel against it. He fashioned his life in such a way that it was opposite to how Caleb lived his life in hearing the Lord, having that relationship with him that allowed him to hear the Lord. Well, there's no respect to our persons. Modern day, also to, it's all time, but we'll put it today, there's no, I was like, making it, getting into heaven because, oh, my dad was a pastor or whatever their position was.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It's you and your relationship with the Lord. What does that look like? As in, is it pleasing to the Lord? Does it glorify the Lord? Does it bring honor to him? Or does it look like this here? Let's describe uh, for Nabal. That's something that we all have to consider for our own selves, right? Judge ourselves. Yes. Okay. And if it looks like Nabal, don't stay there. Bring things, repent. Repent. Well, first humble yourself, right? Submit to God. Repent. Bring things back under alignment. Walk in the things, the nature, the ways, the character of God. And you will see change. Both in your life, but also your relationship with the Lord.
4: Yes. Okay.
0: What else did everybody get out of this? What did David ask for? He
5: yes, asked for bread.
3: Whatever comes to your hand, he did ask for the best.
1: He didn't ask for anything in, in particular.
0: He just asked to share yeah, no. in the fruit of the labor. A portion. And what was David doing? David okay. and his men.
3: Protecting the sheep. Mm -hmm.
0: Providing security for everything, yes. Mm -hmm. Not just the sheep, but the fields as well. Right? Yes. And we can read all the way back to Judges, and and you know what happened. Right around the time of the harvest, raiders would come Mm -hmm. and invade the fields and run off with the harvest, yeah?
1: Steal it, burn it. They would do all kinds of things.
0: So here David and his men are acting as a modern-day, I'll say, private security company, right, yeah. for specific to Nabal and his his possessions. And by possessions, I mean, yes, there are people, people that work for him, right? But then also his, his stuff, his property, mm-hmm. field, sheep, the whole game. And it thrived, obviously. And then, no, he didn't ask for anything specific. He didn't ask for everything. <laughs> he didn't ask for 50%. He
4: didn't
1: ask for the best.
0: He just said, whatever comes to your hand, like whatever seems good to you, All right? Pay me my wages. We've Return done my kindness more so. More so, yes. Yeah. But it's we've provided the services, and now there should be some compensation.
1: I don't know that he felt entitled to have anything, but it was okay for him to ask. It was right for him to go, "Hey, we, you know, this is what happened because servants are looked at as a part of the wealth system when you have servants to your household. So that's one person that's doing work that the the house the head of the household doesn't have to do. So, um, even protecting their lives was a blessing to Nabal and um he just asked him to do what was to return his kindness he didn't say you owe me you better pay up because there was no agreed upon he really couldn't say that because there was no prior to the action happened you know the the service that he provided he didn't wasn't asked to provide the service but he did it because it was right you, you have this band of this this whole army out there with you and then you're just watching the you know sitting there eating your popcorn while the The um, shepherds get beat up and brutalized, and all the sheep get stolen. (laughs) That's not right. No, it's not. So when you have the opportunity to do good, you should do it. So he did. And then the return is, hey, I need some some supplies. Can you, or are you willing, will you return the good that I showed you, the kindness that I showed you? And, of course, Mr. Naval answered him the way he did, which was, I mean, Harsh and disrespectful, and he exactly. didn't even understand that this is David, the same one they sung the songs about. Saul killed his thousand; uh-huh. David killed his ten thousands. Right? Does it really make sense to be talking crazy to that person that has such a reputation, and he also has one of being righteous and doing right? But make no bones about it. I mean, <laughs> well, let's all, let's all
0: also consider this, right? Because what did. What Nabal say exactly? Who is David and who is his father, Jesse? Like, you already know. Clearly who And he just is. because David appears, in the natural, to be in some, some dire straits, right? He's not living in a in a house or in the palace or mm-hmm. any of those things. Clearly Nabal thought he could, I'll say, get one over on him. Mm-hmm. But no, it isn't right, right. The labor is worthy of their wages. However... Because he wasn't in that that place, if you will,
4: mm-hmm.
0: which is the key part, I think. Uh, you thought you could just get something for nothing. It's taking advantage. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, and in why he says later that, um... Oh, uh, where is it? Uh... Have to find it where he was against David, I can't really see that. I don't remember the verse right now. I'm trying to find it. Um, yeah, his Hugh in verse 17. Says, now, therefore, know and consider what you will do, for harm is determined against our master, against all his household, right? So, yes, we already established that that was set for Nabal's household, mm-hmm. but it brought it to that place. His actions brought it to that place.
5: Okay.
0: Hmm. Anything else? No.
5: Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, then let's move on. I need someone to read from verses 18 through 35. Go ahead,
4: Charles.
0: Hmm. Then Abigail made haste and
3: took two hundred loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, five sheaves of roasted grain, one hundred clusters of raisins, and two hundred cakes of figs, and loaded them on donkeys. And she said to her servants, "Go on before me; see, I am coming after you." But But she did not tell her husband Nabal. So it was as she rode on the donkey that she went down under cover of the hill, and there were David and his men coming down towards her, and she met them. Now David has said, Surely in vain I have protected all this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that belongs to him, and he has repaid me evil for good. May God do so and more also to the David to the enemies of David, if I leave one male of all who belong to him by morning light. Now when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly before David and bowed down to the ground. So she fell at his feet and said, On me, my lord, on me let this iniquity be, and please let your maidservant speak in your ears and hear the words of your maidservant. Please do not, my lord, regard the scoundrel Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with them. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of whom of my lord whom you sent now therefore my lord as the lord lives and as your soul is since the lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hand now then let your enemies and those who seek harm for my lord be as nabal and now this present which your maidservant has brought to my lord let it be given to the young men who follow my lord please forgive the trespasses of your maidservant for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house, because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord, and the evil, and evil is not found in you throughout your days. Yet a man has risen to pursue you and seek your life, but the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God. In the lives of your enemies he shall slink out, as from the pocket of a sling. And it shall come to pass, when the Lord has done for my Lord, according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you, and has appointed you ruler over Israel, that this will be no grief to you, nor offense of heart to my Lord, either that you have shed blood without cause, or that my Lord has avenged himself. But when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, then remember your maid servant. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, who has sent you this day to meet me. And blessed is your advice, and blessed are you, because you kept me this day from coming to bloodshed, and from avenging myself with my own hand. For indeed, as the Lord God of Israel lives, who has kept me back from hurting you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me, surely by morning like no males would have been left in the ball. So David received from her hand what she had brought to him, and said to her, Go up in peace to your house. See, I have heeded your voice and respected your person.
4: Mm.
1: It was so funny. Tell us what did you enjoy about that? When <laughs> or she
3: said, "Sling out from like a pocket from a sling," I could think
1: it was David and Goliath. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. She she went in. She went back and told him, "This is your history. I've been following you. I know who you are. I respect all that you've done, but also all that God has done for you." Like she went in, Reminded reminding him, him
0: of who he was right. and his purpose. As, as a follower is. of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, let's go back, because right before we read this, right, we were talking about Nabal and David, right? Yes. Now, we said Nabal brought the re- reaction, right, of David's reaction. He brought the relationship to this place where David, again, acting out of the natural, was going to take revenge or get vengeance, on how he was treated, Nabal's actions brought it to that place. However, was it right? No. Why not?
3: Uh, because it clearly says that vengeance is Lord. Uh huh. Mm-hmm.
0: It does. So, what can you derive out of what we were just discussing with this?
2: What
0: do you mean, Dad? So, Nabal is the one that progressed this reaction, right? Prompted this reaction through his words and actions, right? Yes. However, what was David's role in this?
1: To show forgiveness. Mm -hmm. He should have let it go. Exactly.
2: What is is your favorite verse of scripture, Layla? Be... Quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Why? For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Okay. James 1, 18 oh. and
1: 20. We'll look it up just to make sure. But there's no excuse. Just because you're called by God doesn't mean that you're now relieved of the obligation to follow his ways. That you can fly off the handle. But you should be all the more controlled. Right? Yes. yes. from a natural standpoint you can understand why david was angry but that doesn't justify it
0: right you see david turn here and by turn i mean this right what does david say constantly throughout the entire book of first samuel thus far the lord judge between you and i he says this repeatedly with everyone for every deal every covenant right that he makes as i always say the lord judge but here he was going to take it in his own hands now was it right for him to be taken advantage of no Mm-mm. however let the lord judge let the lord deal with it mm-hmm. all right we're to be clean spotless without blemish before the lord and also like you just brought up with the jars, vengeance is the Lord's; he will repay mm-hmm. all right yes okay our job, our role, is to be like Christ, regardless of what people say or do, right? Yes. And doesn't mean you can't, I'll say, protect yourself in the grand scheme of things, right? If need be. All right, but it, with everything, it's what the Lord saying is right for you to do in the moment.
1: Mm-hmm. There's that. And this would have been premeditated murder. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Just because you don't like the way someone talks to you doesn't give you the right to go and run you know raise their household to the ground just don't protect their stuff next time or do whatever god tells
0: you to do that what is what he tells you because that's what's right
1: but he wasn't entitled to kill him and the fact that he was thinking about it from a journey (laughs) however far he was it wasn't like something that just happened in the moment and a person that is uncontrolled like that is unfitting for the kingdom but anyway he thought about it that was premeditated murder and the fact that the woman, Abigail, came to stop him means he overrode the first.
0: Anger, the Lord talking the first, to him directly mm-hmm. about this. his an-
1: anger was burning hot. Mm-hmm. And so he wasn't listening to the Lord speaking to him directly. So now the woman had to come and take it all the way back to his sheep herding days. And Goliath and the slingshot, like, God, hey, he delivered you with a slingshot. Like, wait a second. Remember who you are, and don't be found with this kind of evil in your life, et cetera, et cetera. And she did it in a wise way, in a loving way, but it still prompted him to go. Oh, I'm ready to do all this over some loaf cakes and you know, raisin cakes, or whatever it was—loaves of bread, a couple of sheep, which it mattered. He needed to feed his his troops. It mattered to them, but at the same time, it wasn't. God wasn't going to go, oh, you needed to eat. That's okay. No, no, no. God is still righteous and he's still holy. Mm -hmm. And he's able to take care of us without us violating his word.
0: Yes. So, if someone tries to take advantage of you because of your faith or whatever it is, give it to the Lord. Right? Don't let unforgiveness, don't let that seed of unforgiveness Take root. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. But and then we'll also, let's thoughts. look at Abigail and what she said. What is contained within everything that she said?
1: She talked about his past, his present, and his future. Right. We already know what God what said was, about him. What,
0: what did Paul say to Timothy?
1: To wage war according to the prophecies. There's, There's that as well, what he
0: said. To what? Rebuke, exhort, encourage, admonish, right? Yes. All of that is contained within what Abigail said. This is what it looks like. This is a, because it's done in love. Because she was listening to the Lord. This is an example of what that looks like. All of that is contained within here.
3: Right? Yes.
0: Now, David was given the other the I'll say second opportunity to come back in a laminate to what the Lord was doing. Right? Yes. To the Lord's plan. But he had to listen and then act upon what was being said. Right?
3: Yes.
0: Coming back under submission and alignment with the Lord and what He was doing. What questions or comments do you guys have?
5: I kind of like how she pointed out and said that this will be no grief to you, nor offense of heart to my Lord. Explain that you have shed blood without claws, or that my Lord has avenged himself. Because if David had have gone and slaughtered Nabal's household, he would have left the covering of the Lord and opened himself up to much more like, then the sword would have been against his house, because that's what the Lord Uh promised. He's not promised, but... If you you
0: live by the sword, you'll die by the sword. That's just the truth of spiritual law. That's
1: it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Not that God is doing that to you, but that's just the law. He's just making it known. You can't see this law, but it's out there.
5: Yes, and then he would have tore down what the Lord had promised him. David would have tore down all that the Lord had promised him by saying he would have a house, like an heir to the throne forever. But But if the sword was against his house... Who would be sitting on the
1: throne and that word had not yet at this point that word that you spoke of kyla had not yet been given to david mm-hmm. however in eternity in the eternal line right in eternity that god has already determined and purpose this is already for him so can you see how a foolish decision that because humans are limited david at this point didn't know that god was going to establish um, his his lineage and whatnot forever he didn't know that the, he would always have a man to sit god hadn't said that to him yet in god's mind it's already finished right because his works are finished from the foundation of the world or the earth exactly but David didn't know that David has a, a fine finite scope all these two eyeballs on the front of his his face that limited his his vision and his perception now add to that anger right Un- lack of self-control things of that nature make it even harder to see so david didn't know that he didn't know all that god had in store for him he had a a small piece of that you're gonna be the king and i'll be with you basically i'll take care of your enemies because david didn't mention when he when he let god do more do so and more also to the enemies of david that's what was on david's mind his enemies and him being king it wasn't about having lineage on the throne forever. And most, so, and most certainly not about having the Messiah come from his lineage, which is really what that promise was about, that Jesus, because that's the only throne that's eternal and everlasting, is, is the throne of God, not a natural kingdom, because we know that's going to go away. Yes. But he had, that wasn't even in his perception. But one act of foolishness here could have stop that. Just like Saul didn't know that God would have established him as king, right? When he was making those decisions and he felt like I was compelled, I just had to do something. I had to save myself, right? He didn't consider, hey, God might have something good for me. Let me make sure I'm making the right decisions to keep myself available to those promises, keep myself open and in a position where I can receive everything that God has for me. Because God has already disclosed. Eye has not seen, nor has the ears heard what God has in store for those who love Him. That's that's our God. You, four, we talked about this frequently. We are, your dad and I are always thinking of ways to bless you. But oftentimes, because you're short-sighted, you make a decision in the moment that cuts you off from that blessing that we had determined for you. Because now we have to the pathway turns. Now we have to deal with discipline. And something of that nature. Now you've taken yourself out of position. To receive that blessing. Yes God has promises for them. But some are dependent. On our actions. And our choices. And our decisions. So if David had persisted in a decision. To enact vengeance. To save his own life. It would have cost him. But because he said all right let me hit the brakes all right lord i'll let you take care of that thank you ma'am and you know and he acknowledged that she saved him that day because she came you know as the lord gave her wisdom and utterance to do he she came and spoke what the lord put in her mouth and in her heart to tell him and he acknowledged it but that's a, a clue for you guys god only wants to do you good And we as your parents only want to do good for you i wake up in the morning thinking of how i can bless you i go to bed at night asking the holy spirit what can i do to help them so i'm not trying to do you harm we're not trying to do you harm so don't feel like you have to go handle things on your own do things your own way especially when it comes to doing things that we've already established are wrong don't do that that's never a venue or an avenue for you to accomplish anything do what's right whether we're watching you or not. Likewise, in the grand, bigger scheme, do what's right by God. Whether anybody's looking at you or not, because God who sees in secret will reward you openly. Don't take it upon yourselves to go do something that you know is wrong. Thinking, I've got to have it in this moment. I need to steal this moment. I've got to satisfy myself right now. Or avenge myself or any of those kind of things. Yield to the spirit of the living God. Let him have his way. Forgive. Humble yourself. Lord, you know that I really want this piece of cake or I really want to watch this movie. You know that I really want it, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't understand why I cannot at this time. But my parents said no. But you've already said in your word that this is not what you desire. So even if it's on the basis of honor your father and mother, even if it's on on the basis of love your neighbor as yourself, stand on that and put your own desires in God's hands, and let him exalt you in due time. But if you try to exalt yourself, you're going to be found in the wrong way, and take yourself out of positioning to receive the blessing that you don't even know is around the corner. Okay? And so on the, on the opposite hand, don't let the enemy goad you. That's it. Because while he's in the spiritual realm, he can see there's his blessing, and he can't stop it unless you give him permission. A curse without cause shall not come. The enemy has no place or room in your life unless you give it to him. How do you give it to him? The same way Adam and Eve did. By yielding and listening to what he's saying. Yielding and listening to your flesh. The enemy's like, ha ha, there I got him. Thank you. He knew the blessing was coming around the corner because he's looking in the spiritual realm where there's not time and things of that nature but humans, when we have our dirt, and flesh blood and bone body is limited by time and space Mm. distance so you can't see it you can hear the holy spirit talking to you but sometimes he wants to surprise you sometimes you don't know what's there you have to pass the test do you pass or do you fail that's a choice that individually we all have to make so especially when there's hard pressing for you to make a choice and a wrong decision Know that there was surely blessing intended for you around the corner. So that heart-pressing coming that I told you don't give in to, we talked about that a few weeks back. Yes. Don't give in to that. Feeling compelled to do something,
0: especially because it's being pressured in your flesh. It should be an automatic check in your spirit. Red flag. Just submit to the Lord. Don't do it. Submit to God. And then go,
1: hmm. Why is the devil so oppressed about getting me to sin? Uh, what's coming around the corner for me? Don't be short-sighted. Don't try to satisfy and gratify your flesh. Hold the course. Stay steady. Because surely there's blessing and good intended for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. And if you make a mistake, repent. But sometimes those things cannot be done undone right away. So it's better not to make those poor decisions and wrong choices than it is to try to make them and then go, Lord, forgive me, because now you have to take another journey. Now you've, you've veered off course, and I don't know, you don't always know how long that veer, that route is going to take you before you can get back going the proper direction. You have questions, Promise? No. Do you understand what I said? Yes. Okay. Questions, Kyla, comments? Anyone? little concerns God will forgive you but that doesn't always mean you can jump right back in there and keep sailing down to to receive the blessing because like you said Kylie, you open the door for other things to come in that interfere or make that blessing unavailable to you now okay
0: alright alright so let's Thirty-six, Verse 36 through the end of the chapter. You
5: can read it by the okay, Go ahead, you read it. Uh-huh. Now Abigail went to Nabal, and there he was holding a feast in his house, like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunk. Therefore she told him nothing, little or much, until morning light. So it was in the morning when the wine had gone from Nabal, and his wife had told him these things that her that his heart died within him, and he became like a stone. Then it happened after about ten days that the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. So when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord who had pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal, and he has kept his servant from evil. For the Lord has returned the wickedness of Nabal on his own head. And David sent and proposed to Abigail to take her as his wife. When the servants of David had come to Abigail at Carmel, they spoke to her, saying, David sent us to you to ask you to become his wife. Then she arose, bowed her face to the earth, and said, Here's your maidservant, a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. So Abigail rose in haste and rode on a donkey attended by five of her maidens, and she followed the messengers of David and became his wife. David also took Ahinoam. Ahino, mm-hmm. oh, of Jezreel, and so both of them were his wives. But Saul had given Michael, his daughter, David's wife, to Palti, Palti, okay. yeah. hmm. the son of Laash who was from Galam. Hmm.
1: Saul was always giving a woman, giving a wife, and taking her back. Right.
0: It's giving stuff and taking it back, or Absolutely. or just not giving it at all. Mm-hmm. Promising it and then not giving it. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What did everybody get out of this section? As in, what did the Holy Spirit reveal to you?
1: Taylor, why didn't you want to read that? Oh. You didn't like the content? It wasn't that. What is it? I was just proud of
5: listening.
1: Hmm. Does anyone have any questions? I don't have a
3: question. I do have a comment.
0: Okay. Okay. Let's hear it, sir.
3: I kind of found it interesting that it said that the ball became like a stone.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. I kind of understood that because, like you know, how he was being stubborn, he was kind of like a stone. Hmm. Hard, hard. So.
0: He'd hardened his heart. Yes. Yeah. Okay, what else? Why did you find that interesting?
3: Because just like how he had previously told us that the natural, yes, the naturalistic with the spiritual, I found it interesting that in the spiritual, even though he wasn't worshiping the Lord, his heart was still as hard as a stone. So, by having a hard heart like a stone, it manifested itself in the natural. Yeah.
4: Okay, interesting.
3: And I kind, I kind of don't get what they mean by his heart died with them. Does that mean like a heart attack or a mm. stroke? No, he oh. mean like he had no interest in life anymore. Like I need all this. He's I'd say he was greedy, but when if you think about a greedy person when something they lose something or it's given to somebody else, they have a meltdown. I think that's what happened here. I think it means like he had no more interest in life. I lost five sheep. But kinda like what Lil' promise was saying here, when it said then it happened after about ten days that the Lord struck him and Nabal shut Nabal and he died. I don't think it was the Lord who struck him. I think it was actually the devil. It was a fruit of his hard heartedness. And I think the Lord was saying, Hey, come on, just come back to me. There's something up ahead, like Mark said, a little bear trap. But Nabal was hard hearted, so he kept walking. <laughs> 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 <Well, laughs> that
0: was there, an interesting perspective, right? But you can look at oh. it this way, right? He was faced with the reality of the situation, which was he became very aware of his mortality. Because he could have died. Him and his entire household could have been killed off. Here he is having a feast, unwilling to give what's due to someone else. But here he is having a feast with him and his servants. Feasting like a king. Like a king. But unwilling to give to someone else who actually also did work for him that didn't have to what was due them then his wife tells him this is the situation this is what could have happened
1: how close he came to death exactly
0: how close he came to dying and his entire household being wiped out but then what what's it say his heart died within him he became like a stone just like David had a choice Nabal had a choice to either come back in under alignment with the Lord and what the Lord purposed to do, or not. Right? What do you read about all the time? Referring to the, the children of Israel in Hebrews. Right? Today, if you will listen. Right? Do not harden your hearts as they did in the rebellion. Right? Referring to the time in the wilderness under mm-hmm. Moses. Today, don't harden your heart. Come in, back under alignment with the Lord. He chose not to do it. He made a determined, willful choice Mm
4: -hmm.
0: not to come into under alignment. And it opened him up. The enemy comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Sin, when it reaches its fullness, results in death. Mm -hmm. Here you have it. You see that spiritual law played out, come to fullness and fruition here. Does that make more sense? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. What about anybody else? Questions, comments?
3: I also found it interesting that Nate Napal wasn't, he hadn't tuned himself to listen, he hadn't disciplined himself so much that even though he was near death, he was still holding a feast. What? Yes, he was still holding a feast, not gone. Well, this guy, he did protect my shepherds, and then gone. Well, I'm close to death, so I should Probably listen to the Lord now, since the Lord has showed
0: me that. Well, he didn't know he, he been... was that close to death. He was drunk. He was unaware. But his wife um, had to wait till the next morning after he had sobered up to let him know.
1: But he didn't even think about it in the mo- in the moment. Exactly. I just scorned this mighty warrior and his army maybe i should put my people on the defense he didn't even like set guards out going hey just just stirred this hornet's nest you know might need to get ready there was no in case there's whatsoever. retaliation he went on drinking and partying when he had just started a war if you will
0: so in the natural sense absolutely in the natural yes.
1: sense yeah he didn't even consider that like just a basic sense of going hey you know this might be coming my way since i just did this um So he was like, goodness gracious, I'm sure that all of that
0: weighed heavy on him Mm -hmm. after he heard the news, I would imagine.
1: And then his wife had to save him again. I mean, this is not the first time she's stepped in on his behalf, but Mm -hmm. that was, I'm sure, probably the biggest deal she's ever done. What else?
3: I find it interesting that it said after 10 days, Nabal, Nabal died. Mm-hmm. Okay. I find it interesting that it was just 10 days.
0: Well, Why is that? Should it have
5: taken longer? No. But
3: I think it's just the fact that the Lord was still giving Nabal the choice to repent from what he was doing. Instead of just going, oh, well, you did this, so you're gonna die. I'm going to turn you over to the devil.
1: You know, it's as sobering as it is, as hard as it is to understand, there are people who just don't want God. Uh-huh. They hate Jesus and would rather go to hell so they could be as far away from his, him as possible than to yield to the Lord and come in and be a part of his family. There are people that exist have since the beginning and will continue to exist until the end until all wickedness and evil is locked up in the lake of fire why i don't know i mean there are people they have just made their choice they refuse god and you know we are people that are brought up to love god and to draw near to him but there are people that hate god literally and want nothing to do with him they want nothing to do with Jesus. They are satisfied with that position and they don't intend or want to change it. That's just the reality of it. There, That's the truth. So, that being said, don't be on that other list. <laughs> All right. Continue to love God. A, a person that starts out Receptive to the Lord, but continually resists and refuses to hear his voice, becomes hardened. The conscience of the New Testament describes as being seared with a hot iron. Yes. Making it hard for them to hear, and the more they turn away from God, the more they are turned away from him. You cannot turn away from God and keep tenderness of heart and keep his attributes, but refuse him doesn't
0: work that way. We've seen that demonstrated with Saul, right, for much of this book. he turned from the Lord, and you see all these characteristics and qualities, of his nature, mm-hmm. that resembled aspects of the Lord, were then the opposite. And it affected every interaction that he had. What did you what questions or comments did you have uh concerning abigail and david what do you mean Them getting married yeah all the above that whole section
1: did that bother you kyla
5: no i mean i understand the culture mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, just when he just married Abigail? Well and he married
0: another you woman at the same time. Yep. Um
3: I don't know what Jezebel is. Is that an Israel or is it
4: outside
0: Jezebel. I don't know. Off the top. I'd have to look that up and get back to you. Um. What was Abigail's heart?
4: To serve.
0: Exactly. To serve. I mean, here she was. She just inherited a whole house, right?
3: Yes.
0: (laughs) Here she is. She's rich. Let's make no mistake. If Nabal can have a feast like a king.
1: And she took quite a bit of stuff and he didn't even miss it. 200 loaves of bread. That's
0: considerable. And there was other stuff as well.
1: Cakes and sheep and grape clusters.
0: and Just like our Lord, she said, I'm here to wash your feet.
1: And she, David didn't have anything at that point. I mean, he had a word from the Lord, which is more valuable than Absolutely. was tangible. But clearly she was a spiritual woman and not a naturally focused woman. Yes. She hey, took care of the natural things that were needed. But
0: hey, Proverbs yeah. 31, wife. Absolutely.
2: I kind of,
3: I don't read what she meant when she said, here's your maid servant, a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord.
0: Like, you don't know what she meant?
3: Like she's going to be a servant to the servants?
0: She was there to serve. Yes, she was going to be David's wife. That was her response, was saying yes. She said yes to his proposal.
1: But She didn't say, I'm getting ready to be the queen, y'all. Nope. She wasn't looking for her. Her crown of tiara and to be served, but she was saying she was taking a lowly place, even though she was being going as his wife, going to be his wife. She wasn't trying to exalt herself, and she looked at it more of as an act of service than an opportunity for herself to gain some status or be important. You know, she's there to do whatever it is that he asked her to do.
0: Basically, is what she's saying. Just like what was already demonstrated to help him, David walk with the Lord, thrive, Mm -hmm. right? Spiritually as well as naturally. Attend to the things of the Lord. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was what I was going to say. Good call, honey. honey. All right, so... But you can't walk with someone if you think you're as important, if not better than them. Mm -hmm. That makes it difficult to walk with them. That's why... The Lord encourages us to be servants, right?
3: Yes. We'll
0: lead through servanthood. Mm -hmm. People will see it because it's also demonstrated love, especially when someone doesn't have to be a servant, but they instead choose, willingly choose to serve others, regardless of who they are, their, their position, whether they're highly esteemed or lowly, right? Yes. Considered lowly. They just come to serve, to help build others up, encourage each other, admonish someone else to better them, mm-hmm. so they can grow, mature. Yes, first spiritually in the things of the Lord, but then also naturally. Oh, I, what? else, sir? Go, cool. continue. I also. Oh, we're still taking
4: out. What?
3: Abigail. David's wife.
0: What were you gonna comment on, sir?
3: I was counting about how that when Abigail said yes that she was gonna become David's wife, that she didn't take all the sheep's and goats, like doing many, not
2: many, parades, but parade. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she didn't parade all the all the goods and all the stuff out.
3: Okay.
1: she only took five maid servants, not 20. or however many she had i mean she she's also a wise woman mm-hmm. so what do you think she probably did before she left do you think she just ran away and let it no, become she wilderness gave it
3: to somebody else,
1: but. i don't think she gave it to them but she probably placed it under their care like talents. Mm-hmm. because she was the wise one probably running this household anyway and her husband was just kind of the face so everybody already respected her and knew who she was to the point that the men were coming to her going hey this is an issue right one of the the young men spoke with her so she probably placed stewards over the household because now she's also in the David has access to resources to help the men so she knows how to do all of those things so probably gave him some food but she probably put someone over the household because in Israel the land still belongs to who it belongs to right they go by gene- genealogy and all of that uh-huh. doesn't say that they had any children so the land would be hers just like Naomi when she you remember Naomi and Ruth yes, um, and Boaz and all that so when Naomi they had gone to a different land and right with her husband and her sons yeah. and then she had two daughter-in-laws as well the sons and the husband died off in that land One of the daughter-in-laws went back home after that, and Ruth stayed with her. But where did they go? Back to the land that belonged to them. Because the way the Lord set it up, they don't get their land taken away permanently. They always have a home there, and it has to be restored. Even if they sell it into debt, it has to be restored at the Jubilee. So um, that house, that was hers, still hers. So she just put a steward over it, and that went into the king's service. At that point, I'm sure mm-hmm. but it, it still was hers, depending what she wanted to do with it.
4: Uh, What's, what I else, sir? I also
3: kind of find it that it's you can also kind of see the wisdom because if she had created a whole bunch of sheep, most of them would have died because there's still other people, and it's not hard to hide sheep. It is hard to hide. Sheep. <laughs> Sorry.
0: It's true, you, you, but if she keeps them in one spot, then she can go back and get those resources. Get the mm-hmm. after the sheep are sheared, right? Yes, yes. Get all that to make clothes and whatever else needed, and right?
1: Blankets and yeah.
0: So yes, that is being wise. Mm. What so do you want to say, honey?
1: I just I'm I'm curious. I've read this in the past um, about David taking two of these ladies as wives at the same time. And, you know, part of me was like, hey, because being a woman should only have one wife. God gave Adam Eve, not Eve and Sarah and Paulette and uh, Judy, you know, that's true. God, God does determine it to be one husband and one wife with each other together, right? But that's, that's humanity that wants to add things into it. But back to David in this situation in particular I always read it as though Abigail was the main target and then he took this other you know scoop of ice cream on the side and it offended me and just be very very plain about that I was like David what you doing but as I read it today and I was just like listening asking the holy spirit about it and listening to him could it be possibly that he had already planned to marry the other woman and because he ran into Abigail thought what a wise woman you know he still honored the covenant that he made to take this other lady as his, his mm-hmm. wife but he didn't want he wanted to bring her into because abigail was an unexpected meeting mm-hmm. he had no intentions of speaking to abigail or anything else she came to meet him to Absolutely. keep him from bloodshed so that was an encounter he hadn't anticipated he didn't know what was going to happen but this other lady he probably could have already had that arrangement but How many times do you meet an abigail they are few and far between absolutely so um not to mention she had all this wealth and resource at her disposal i don't think it was about the money but just her wisdom alone made him could make him a wealthy man It had it had done so for nabal who was a foolish man so if he was already going in the right path to have a wife alongside him that could do that.
0: And by that, you mean following the Lord? Yes. Yes. So
1: Absolutely. how much more so
0: would he prosper?
1: hmm
0: Having someone that could share.
1: Walk with him. Walk
0: with him, exactly.
1: The way the Lord intended. Now, do I agree with taking multiple wives? No. Absolutely not. Thank you, honey. I'm glad you understand. Um, <laughs> but ladies and, and men, I need you to understand this women are not less valuable than men. Women are not toss asides or servants or any of that we are to serve one another in love. But we are just as important to God as men. Absolutely. So I need you to get that down on the I understand. I I saw the sourness on your face when you read that I saw that you were offended Kyla. And I understand. That's a, that's a conversation that I'd had with the Lord many years ago because there was a certain element to my raising that made me think that I was less important than a man and that I was made for a handful of things and that didn't sit well with me because I know what God put on the inside of me. He didn't make me a dumb box of rocks and any of those things. He put intelligence on the inside of me. He speaks to mm-hmm. me. He loves me. So Absolutely. clearly it cannot be what mankind tried to make it. Okay? We are just as important and just as valuable. Look at what God designed in the garden. Adam and Eve were together in one body. Then he separated the two so that there would be help for the other. And yeah, Eve got it. Yes. yes. And then Eve Suitable got her own for body. His
0: purpose, which was to help Adam walk. Yes. And, yes, also the daily tasks in the garden. What was required? Guarding and governing.
1: All right. He made a helper comparable. Exactly. That meant equal, not lesser than. Because it's not a help if I've got to now teach you. That means I can't do what I my first job. Because now I have to bring you along. God didn't make any babies. You can't point to anything in in Genesis where God made an infant. Or did he? He didn't make a baby sapling tree. He made full grown full grown trees, full grown fish, full grown male and female. And if you go back and study it. When he created male and female, they were one. They were both just sharing an inside one body. And he said, oh, it's not good. Not, oh, like he didn't know. It's not good that they're all one. Let me make her a separate dirt body so that they can work together in this because everything else had a separate. The male and the female were in separate bodies. So women got her own body. But God didn't make her this ditzy unintelligent unskilled person she had her own time alone with the lord where he educated her he taught her what she needed to know right because if we leave it to adam teaching her come on
0: it's a recipe for disaster
1: because adam is still learning certain things but god put on the inside of them each of them uniquely what they needed to accomplish the role that he destined them to
0: now, their role was also to come into alignment and agreement with what the Lord said their role was, to be taught by mm-hmm. Him, to apply those things to their lives. So, as it pertains to us, it's also, where is your identity at? Because you can accept what the world is saying, mm-hmm. or what does the Lord say about it? Mm-hmm. That, that's regardless of what aspect of life it pertains to where does your identity come from does it come from the most high god mm-hmm. and what he says and who you are and who everyone is all they're all created beings made in his image mm-hmm. and have the option to be sons and daughters of the most high god mm-hmm. or do you f- get your identity from your job your skin color your whatever
1: your hair your um, the car you drive the house you live in your children um
0: because if you get your identity from those things, it's a recipe for disaster
1: from anything other than God. look
0: at all just the I can't even say dialogue because it's not really discourse or dialogue or discussion that's happening in the world or the world, but primarily the United States right now over those exact things, right? How much of whatever someone or something has whether it's opportunity or money or whatever, right? Where does your identity come from? Mine comes from the Most High God, Mm -hmm. who has a cattle in a thousand hills, who gives favor. So if he's giving me favor, he's providing the opportunities. He's providing all my needs, all of my needs, then I don't have to look at someone else for the come up or to help me out or someone else to make a special way for me because the lord's already provided that way mm-hmm. my job then is just to come into alignment with what he says be obedient to his plan mm-hmm. and i will see the fruit that that produces
1: that he desires absolutely um to the last point that i wanted to make about the husband and the wife kyla isla is that yes you can, the way the Lord explained it to me is that men are not more important. But in the marriage covenant, they are more like, Adam would have been more like the oldest child, which you know something about. Yes. You're not more special than your siblings. You're not more loved or more intelligent or more important. But there's an accountability that you have because you're the oldest. Yes. Right? And they owe you a certain amount of respect that you will tear their arms off if they don't give it to you. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not like that. Yeah. <laughs> because you're the oldest so likewise your dad in the the plan of creation adam would be the oldest sibling right yes. and then i would the woman would be next is he more special no but he has an accountability accountability to the lord that is different than my accountability i have an accountability to him myself but it's not exactly the same as what your dad has or the male has so And why do i say siblings because what did jesus say that there, you're not there's not marriage or anybody to be given in marriage there's neither male nor female paul says it again there's neither jew nor greek so clearly these dirt bodies that differentiate us in that capacity and the the act of marrying and being given in marriage is not a thing in the eternal community in this in heaven right Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day when i go to heaven i'm not going to be your your dad's Wife, I I love you and I'll be glad to see you but I'm going to serve Jesus. (laughs) There's no other authorities. He also said marriage is an authority. We have authority over each other in certain capacities. That's not going to be present in heaven just Jesus God being God and we being his people. So God knows that that's how he set things up. And so you have to look at all of those things and keep them in mind as you're considering that but don't. Don't ever feel like your God doesn't love you. Don't ever feel like you're less valuable and less important or have less um ability or less intelligence or anything, opportunity. You do what God asks you to do because He made you special. And He loves you very much. Thank you, Veggie Tales. Right? No? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but He provides the privilege.
1: Yes, He does.
0: And the first privilege is being His son or daughter. That's
1: the only one that matters.
0: That's it. <laughs> Who wants to close us out in prayer? Come on, Lillian.
1: And Kyla, take a minute and forgive. Spend some personal time talking to the Holy Spirit so he can disclose to you and describe to you how he feels about you and what he values and his creation. Yes, All right.
2: Lord, I thank you for today and for your goodness, Lord, and that your mercy endures forever, and that you are good and that you are gracious, Lord and that you teach us and show us things to come, Lord. And I thank you for being with us during our Bible studies and showing us the things that we need to know, Lord, to grow up and be successful in life, Lord. And I ask that you'll continue to cover your people and to help them in the things that they need, Lord. And Lord, I ask that you'll continue to show me the right way to go, Lord. And I repent, Lord, and I'm sorry for watching TV that I wasn't supposed to, Lord, and I ask for your forgiveness. And I also ask that you help me to make things right and to continue to walk on the right path, Lord, and be righteous and holy before your eyes and be pleasing to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.
0: All right, well, everybody have a wonderful day. We love you and God bless you. God bless you.
2: Bye. Bye.